and welcome to this episode of Musings, blank musings, not sure what I'm calling this kind of musings, but anyways, here we are. I'm Alicia, and I wanted to share with you a useful journal prompt that I had this week, which I found was ripe with topics of discussion uh, with people that I like. Uh, it's probably something you've heard before, but I'm just going to uh, share it with you and give you some of my thoughts on why to do a thought exercise like this and why I find it useful. And I'll also share some of the things that I wrote down. I'm not going to share everything because, you know, some of this gets personal, but I'll share a little bit just to get you going. So the prompt, uh, the short version, what's your dream life? My answer, if I could sum it up in one word, is seasonality. Uh, but I'll explain that. And I just wanted to give you context for the title. I'll give you the longer prompt, though. And this comes from, I was reading something by Susan Weisbauer. And uh, so this is directly from her. Imagine that you have been handed a dream free range life. In this fantasy, there are no constraints in terms of money, responsibilities, skills, or experience. You can do anything at all. The only rule is that everything you include has to fill you with a buzz and make you think yes. Okay, objections to this exercise, because some of you are gonna have some, and I've also had a similar objection at points. I know that there's an argument to be made about doing these, what's your dream life? What's your dream job? Whatever exercise, what's your dream partner? Um, you could do a lot of different spin-offs. The objection tends to be dreams are not reality. And if I spend time dreaming about things that are impossible, that will never be, it's going to make me miserable and it's going to make me not appreciate the things that I have. I'm not going to be grateful. Say if I'm dreaming about like uh, having 10 Bugattis, and a uh, big house, but I know that like financially that's, that's probably impossible for me for one reason or another, then my little house is all of a sudden, it was fine before, but now it's gonna seem really sad, like, cause it's not that big house. And my little Honda Civic is going to seem like very underwhelming when I'm dreaming about all these fancy Bugattis or something. So, uh, which where that house, that little house and that little Honda Civic was perfectly fine before, but then this wretched thought exercise all of a sudden made those things seem um, uh, like they weren't good enough. So that's the argument. And I think that's valid. Uh, I think we want to make sure that uh, we're not disparaging the life that we have, the things that we have that we're grateful, and that um, we thank our little Honda Civic for its many years of um, trusted service. Uh, I don't drive a Honda Civic anymore, but I used to. Um, I don't know a lot about cars either. So anyway, but the thing I push back on is thinking about uh, your dream life doesn't have to be something that makes you feel bitter and resentful towards the life that you have. It's a way to break out of the prison of uh, normalcy. And this is the useful part about it because we get in our daily rut which is fine, um, but we kind of get in this mode where this is what I'm capable of, this is what I want, this is what I have, and it it's kind of like a, a narrow um, encasement for our mind. And by thinking about, okay, what would be really cool? Like maybe one of my dream things is to travel the world or something like that. Uh, it All of a sudden, or maybe I only want to work 20 hours a week instead of 40 hours a week. Or maybe I want to... Um, I don't know, live on a ranch or something. Uh, whatever those things happen to be. Like say I'm working in the middle of a city and I work 60 hours a week, but I have this dream of like living on a ranch. Uh, those realities are very far apart, but maybe there's something specific about that ranch dream uh, that opens me up. So I'm in this narrow myopic world 
that all of us live in every single day of our regular experiences. And we get stuck thinking that those are the only experiences that are possible for us. Uh, when you think about, oh, what, what else is out there? What else kind of makes me go, ah, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, ranch life or uh, traveling to Venezuela or whatever it is. So maybe uh, <laughs> there's, there's lots of different ways you can go with this. Um, maybe by opening up that, like cracking open that narrow nut of our, our daily lives, um, we have an expansive feeling instead. So instead of feeling like we begrudge our existence, we open up to possibilities. And that feeling of opening does not, in my experience, cause one to regret one's current circumstances. So if I think about, man, I'm working this law career in the middle of a city and I'm making great, great bank, but I'm working 60 hours a week and I have this dream of um, being on a ranch. Um, once I've like kind of cracked open that nut, I don't feel like, oh, I hate my law drop or something. It's more like, oh, there's other things out there. There's like, maybe that's an idea. Maybe I'll um, go do a vacation at a ranch or I don't know. I've never, I don't even know if that's a thing that you can do, but it, it opens the door for an action step. Maybe you really get this cool feeling of like, oh, I'd love to travel the world. That doesn't mean you have to like travel the world immediately, but maybe you could take one action in that direction. Maybe plan a trip. Maybe you're not going to have enough money for this trip for a year or two. Uh, you could start saving up for it. And that is exciting because it's a way to crack open one aspect of your current reality and try something new, open something up, something that makes you feel um, excited. It doesn't have to be drop everything and go live on a ranch, although it could be, and that'd be really interesting, um, depending on which way you want to take your life. But it means, okay, let's take like a little step in this direction and see where it leads. Seeing possibilities beyond that nut of daily life, I, I keep imagining, I'm, I'm like a squirrel and I'm holding these like uh, acorns and things. That's kind of how I'm imagining this thought exercise. Uh, but all of a sudden, um, the world opens up to you in a way that feels very beautiful. And this thought exercise is one that I've done in various forms for um, most of my adult life. And I credit it to being able to build an unconventional life for myself. And it's continually in process, uh, in progress. It's uh, something that I always reevaluate. But um, yeah, I don't, I'm not doing things in a conventional way. I don't have a conventional job. I don't have a conventional family. I don't have a conventional life. Uh, and it's because of this. It's because I, I crack that nut periodically and think like, okay, but what else? And it's not a dissatisfied what else. It's not, I don't like what I have, so what else? I actually quite like what I have. I feel very lucky to like have the wonderful people in my life that I do, to have the wonderful work that I do. To be able to talk to you like this is like in itself, beautiful, it's wonderful. Uh, so I feel very grateful about all of that. But there's, uh, there's other experiences that await and I'm very curious about what those are. And this exercise leads me there. So I'll share a few of what I wrote. Um, but ultimately, I, I just did, you can kind of see like, I don't know if you can see, but a bunch of bullet points. You could write this in paragraph form, but I do encourage you to try this as a, a journal exercise because I think it'll give you some clues about what your priorities are um, and what you're pulled towards. So you might notice, as I noticed with mine, a lot of my points have to do with quiet and um, like, like more low key things. So I like having my work be largely solitary. Even this, I'm interacting with you, but it's solitary. I spend a lot of time writing, researching, classwork, that's solitary. 
Um, making videos and courses, that's solitary. I love that. I love working by myself. I don't know what that says about me. I don't care. I just love it. Uh, so there's a lot about, I just like peace and quiet. I don't like chaos or commotion or noise. Um, and it makes sense because I don't have a lot of time to myself. So of course, a lot of my actions are going to, action points are going to be about having more time, um, having more quiet, etc. But I also see priorities here. Quality time with loved ones, like my, my child, um, my family, um, it's pretty much top of the list. So when I think about my ideal life, I have time to just lounge around with these people, uh, these wonderful people. If I was on my deathbed, these are the things that I would want to um, do. I'd want to be surrounded by the people I care about. And uh, I have to remember that, that uh, that is ultimately my big priority. And it's a big driver for not working too hard, which is why I'm going to take time off of school uh, and why I keep my job constricted to um, not being 40 hours a week in addition to that. But other smaller things like having family meals together, really big priority of mine. It doesn't matter what season of life I'm in, that's always gonna be a priority. Um, now it gets a bit bipolar, because on the one hand, I have this vision of like, uh, living a glamorous cosmopolitan life. I'm not a glamorous cosmopolitan person, but I see myself um, like, uh, I don't know, walking in a city. Like I used to live in Toronto and I used to love going downtown and hanging out and eating good food. And I have this vision of myself where I'm doing that and I really enjoy it. And then I also have this vision of myself that's polar opposite. I'm like, I live on the land and I'm gardening and I have quiet. And when I sit down to write, I look out the window and I just see like, raw prairie or something. Um, that's that's kind of like, ooh, that's really exciting too. So I have these very conflicting polar views of, on the one hand, uh, wanting ultimate peace and quiet, and on the other hand, liking the, the buzz of the city. And these are, are definitely in conflict with each other. But as I kept journaling and going along, like, uh, so there's a lot of this, um, like peace and quiet, but a lot of this like cosmopolitan, um, going and going to concerts and stuff like that. I realized, this is the second part of the title, that what I yearn for is seasonality. And I'm really attracted to seasonality. There's a season in life for everything. So I want times of my life to be bustling and cosmopolitan. And I also want times of my life to be quieter and more low key. I want periods of massive productive work where I can just um, blaze forward in a fireball of energy and get a ton of things done, uh, maybe like, write a book or make a course or whatever it is where I could just throw myself into that, but also balance that with periods of relative rest where uh, maybe, uh, you know, I go from uh, working really hard for several months to basically not working at all for several months. This is the kind of flow that I love and I feel most attracted to. And when I start feeling constricted and getting back in the acorn and trapped, I've realized it's because I'm doing things the same all the time where um, I'm always working on one particular project and it's a never ending um, train. There's no breaks in the train, for example. Um, so I think anything that I might be doing, whether it's music or writing or going to university or my business, piano TV, whatever it happens to be, if I'm doing it in an unbroken continuous line forever, that is the opposite of my, uh, uh, my joyful vision of the future. I love the idea of taking the summer off from school, what a concept, gardening for a few months, but not the whole year, or uh, writing and researching for a part of the year, or making an album and working really hard on music for like a year maybe, but then, then there's gaps and I shift to something else. 
So the seasons don't have a, a set duration, but this ebb and flow of just different different currents, uh, because there's a lot of things that I love doing ultimately, but I don't love doing them all the time. And I don't love doing them all at once. Um, and this might be incredibly different for you. You might, uh, if you go through this exercise, have this sort of like, yeah, no, I want every day to feel like this. And you kind of have this um, idea and that's, that's wonderful. But the reason I'm sharing this is because I got to this realization just by going through the exercise. Um, so anyway, I wanted to share this with you. Maybe you can get something out of it. Uh, I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun to discuss not only with you, but with people that I like. Um, and I encourage you to do the same, not as a way to, again, disparage your own life as it exists right now, but to think outside the box of what's possible and maybe take like one small step in that direction. I'll talk to you later.